Hey there, podcast listeners. I know that there are some funky things going on in the world right now. Like truly, we don't know ups and downs or even what day it is or if we should change from our daytime pajamas to our nighttime pajamas. I'm just kidding. I hope that you have been showering and actually like getting dressed every day because it will make you feel a thousand times better. But in the state of everything that's going on in the world today, I thought that I should bring you something that would make you laugh. So I'm so happy to announce my brand new podcast. It's called The Potty Report. Yes, you heard it here first. You heard that correctly. The Potty Report. Not to be confused with potty, if you have toddlers and small children, we're not talking about going potty, but we're talking about listen to potties, which are podcasts, and I'm so excited, so make sure that you check out thepottyreport.com and see what it's all about, because it is a daily show. Yes, you heard that right. Every single day, Monday through Friday, you're going to get a little dose of me. It's going to be in short little segments that are sure to take your podcast to the next level or at the very least, entertain you just a little bit more. So make sure you go to thepottyreport.com to check it out. Hello, hello, Profit Podcast listeners. Okay, I was trying something new. And now I know I should not sing. (laughs) Well, I didn't try that new. Like, come on. Like, I've known for a while I should not be singing. But I just kind of, you know, when you're like something just feels right, you just kind of run with it. Well, then you learn from your mistakes. We're just going to chalk this up with lessons learned. Crystal should not sing (laughs) on this podcast. But I am super excited to share with you today's podcast episode. So today's episode is a guest interview that I did right at the beginning of all the quarantine and social distancing really started. It was like the first week that we had home uh, from, you know, the kids being out of school and trying to adjust to everything. And um, my guest and I, we kind of chat about that a little bit today, but I'm excited because we are going to talk about being a guest on other people's podcast, which I know Everyone in this community is really interested to learn more about whether it's you don't really know how it works or you just want to deep dive into kind of the behind the scenes. That's really what we try to dig into today. So let's get right to it. Welcome to the Profit Podcast, where we teach entrepreneurs how to start, launch, and market their podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Profit, and I'm so excited that you're here. Thanks for hanging out with me today, because if you've been thinking about creating a podcast for a while, well, I'm so glad you found this show. Think of this as the shortcut slash time-saving version of searching Google and YouTube for hours and hours trying to figure out the world of podcasting. Trust me, as a busy mama of three, I get it. You don't have a lot of time to be spent or wasted, I should say, searching the web, trying to find all the right ideas and all the amazing things that are out there, and you just end up overwhelmed. Trust me, I've been there, done that, took home the souvenir. But this podcast is going to help you in practical ways because twice a week we'll be delivering episodes that are going to give you steps to help you create a podcast your audience can't wait to listen to. So let's get right to it, shall we? 
So like I said in the intro, today we have a special guest, and her name is Angie Trueblood. And Angie and I get into so many of the different ways that you can pitch podcast guests. And I gotta tell you, we share some things that if you're pitching guests and you're doing some of these bad things, we're gonna ask that you stop them immediately and learn from this episode. But if you're just thinking about exploring the world of guesting on other podcasts, then I'm telling you, Angie is the one that you want to hear what she has to say, because Angie is a podcast visibility expert and host of the Go Pitch Yourself podcast, and she knows that the only perfect pitch, I'm quoting, I'm using air quotes, the perfect pitch is the one that leads with value and focuses on building a genuine connection. Whether she's teaching entrepreneurs how to pitch themselves or working behind the scenes to secure opportunities for others... Angie leverages her super connector powers to grow businesses and build long-lasting relationships. When she's not working with her clients or being active in her local community, she loves exploring Richmond, Virginia's parks and playgrounds with her two kiddos, checking out new restaurants with her hubs, and laughing about motherhood over cocktails with friends. So I'm excited for us to just dive into this interview with Angie. So here we go. Here's my interview. All right, everybody, I'm so excited to introduce to you Angie Trueblood. So welcome to the show, Angie. Thank you, Crystal. Thank you for having me. I'm pumped to be here. Yes. Oh my gosh. So this is, I'm very excited about today's conversation. So first of all, Angie and I had a long conversation before we got started and I was like, okay, we need something that's very uplifting and no more doom and gloom and we do not want to talk about all the crazy that's going on in the world. We want to talk about fun opportunities that are happening right now. So I have to say thank you so much for us having this. Like we're having some FaceTime. It's like a coffee date right now. <laughs> I know. It's like human interaction. It's amazing. <laughs> yes. Oh, just to see some, we were talking about like, just to see somebody that you're not related to that you can mm -hmm. be like, Hey, you know, social distancing at its finest. <laughs> My girlfriends and I did a FaceTime happy hour last night I while I was it. cooking dinner. It was perfect. I so. love it. That's such a fantastic idea. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. But Angie, I specifically really wanted to chat with you today about pitching podcast and being a guest on people's other podcasts because it can just explode your growth and really increase your visibility. But before we get to all that, I want to know, how did you get started with all this? How did you stumble into the world of podcasting? Yeah, it's such a crazy story. I'll give you the Cliff Notes version. Um, so I transitioned home from a sales career, basically, when my kiddos were two and four. And when I first came home, it was with a direct sales company. And I was teaching moms how to meal plan and how to get dinner on the table, basically because I needed the help at that moment. And eventually I stumbled upon the online world really through podcasts. Like I remember listening to podcasts when I was still in my corporate job. I was an outside sales rep, so I was driving all the time. So I discovered the online space through podcasting and then started pitching myself for some opportunities as my business evolved and I created a meal planning course and all of that good stuff. And I started getting traction from those interviews. My email list started to grow. I was able to land a media opportunity locally. 
And people just kept asking, like, how did you get on that show? And my answer was always, I just asked. (laughs) I emailed and had an idea for what I could talk about. And they said, yes. And so shortly, I started realizing that not everyone had the same approach to pitching for visibility opportunities as I did. It was a part of my business I loved. Most people do not enjoy cold pitching, but I do because I see it just as a way to create new relationships. And I eventually leaned into that and have been doing this, geez, probably for two and a half years now and working Initially, I pitched for a couple of other types of media outlets as well. And then I ended up just niching completely into podcasting because the space, just like you, it really has my heart. Oh my gosh. So tell me what year would it have been when you made your first pitch to be on someone else's podcast? 2017 is when I started pitching myself And right, I remember it was over Thanksgiving of that year that I finally made the decision that I was going to shift out of the meal planning space and go more fully into this visibility realm. So yeah, right after I, and I got clients right away because I'd always been a connector. I mean, that's why I'm doing what I do. So I had a really solid network. And when people started hearing that this is what I was morphing into, they hired me. And it just kind of snowballed. And I mean, eventually you get out of that, you know, your small network of people wanting to hire you. But in the beginning, it was great for me to kind of test my skills and establish some processes with folks that I trusted. Oh my gosh. Like I have a million questions (laughs) because I I have to tell y'all, I have had some awful pitches awful pitches. And I, it's so funny because Angie actually contacted me the same day that I received an awful pitch. And it was just so, oh my gosh. So this is going to be my first question is what's the most horrendous thing that you have seen someone do? No name calling, no name calling, but what's the worst experience that you've seen? It's, It's not even one thing that you can put a finger on. It is just, I think the thing that actually hurts my heart the most is most of the really poor pitches come from other agencies or people that are being paid to outreach on behalf of their client. And what seems to be happening is that they are just taking that spray and pray approach that if I send this one email as is, out to a hundred different people, maybe a couple will say yes. And I just think that one does such a disservice to their client because it reflects really poorly on their brand, if you think about it, because you're not looking that it's someone totally unrelated to their business that's sending it. You're thinking it's this person who's trying to get on your show and it makes you think twice about them in general. But then also it takes up your time, Crystal. Like when you have to weed through these pitches, you know, you can either delete them, which a lot of us do. I mean, if they're, if they're so poorly written that I know they took no time in researching me, I don't write them back unless it's a snarky reply. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Which I try not to do, but sometimes it's just so out in left field. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, so, um, I'm not going to do any name calling because, um, I honestly don't even remember this person's name that did it because it wasn't, it was just so bad. But I remember (laughs) thinking that this pitch was really bad whenever it happened. 
and it might've been 30 minutes. It could have been an hour after you reached out on Instagram and it was so authentic and it felt just so right. So can you like talk a little bit about that? Like, what do you do? And uh, we can go into like your processes or your steps or anything like that. But what is something that you think is very important to someone who they want to pitch themselves or they want to think about doing this, but how do you add that touch of authenticity to it? I mean, I think it's just imagine if you are actually talking to that person and would you ever come out with a really generic, you would never have a generic face-to-face conversation. So however you're communicating to them, you also don't want it to be generic. The interesting thing about the pitch for you And I don't always reach out on Instagram. It kind of just depends how I found the person. But I had already discovered your podcast and started listening to it. And so I really liked it. I really had a feel for who you were because I'd listened to several shows. And I felt like, oh, in general, even if she doesn't want to host any of these people, I think we could really connect. And I mean, you and I could clearly have a collaborative type of relationship. So that's why I went reached out on Instagram because I thought, I think we could be friends. (laughs) Right, right. Well, okay. So just to give everybody some context. So Angie worked with Nikki Roush, who was a recent guest on the show. Mm -hmm. So how did that work? Like, what is your dynamic with the clients and the people that you represent? How does that work? Yeah. So on that piece of the business where clients hire me, and I say us now because I have a couple of people that help support the work that we do. We, it's a concierge level service. So they come on board, they hire us. We do monthly packages. Uh, Right now we require four months of working together and we do a real strategic approach. So we definitely listen, listen to the messaging and their marketing strategy, but then we pull out of them the types of topics that we should be pitching to, to help them accomplish their goals of getting in front of their ideal client. So we're very strategic about the types of topics that we curate for them. And then we do all of the research. Sometimes there's more cold pitching. Other times, you know, our network has definitely grown as we've been in the space. And then we pitch for them. We handle all of the follow-up. We schedule for them. I mean, you know, from Nikki, we send out a email with pitch resources that the host might benefit from having. So we really take it soup to nuts and cover the basis for them to where legit they need to show up. I won't say they just need to show up for the interview because you're not actually going to give a good interview if you just show up unknowingly, but we help them prep and give them all of the information for them to do their appropriate homework on the host, on their show and on their audience. Well, I have to say, like, I was totally blown away. And so whenever Angie had said um, she wanted to collaborate with me on what she does, like we could collaborate together. And she also wanted to pitch Nikki. I had asked her, I was like, okay, great. Can you send these in two separate messages to me? And (laughs) y'all... These emails were like, I was, I was blown away. So I don't know how often people tell you that, but I wanted to tell you, you're doing a really good job because (laughs) that was the first thing I was like, they thought of everything. (laughs) We try. (laughs) It was so great because I felt like you were prepared. I felt like it was intentional. I felt like it wasn't There was no fluffy stuff in there that I like, it was very, okay, we have this scheduled, here's a bio, here's a picture, here's, you know, I can't remember if it was two to three topics. And then 
here are things that we've done in the past. Here are other podcasts that we've been on, like all the things. So I was super impressed. So I wanted to say thank you Uh because as a podcast host, you made it so much easier on me. And now I, your name pops into my head when I think going into the future of, oh, well, if I wanted to hire Angie to help me pitch myself, or if I wanted to send people in her direction that like, I'm going to, I'm not going to send her anybody else. Cause I'm just like, go see Angie to help you pitch your podcast because it was so professional. And I just really wanted to give you a compliment on that. Cause it was so awesome. Thank you. But, I so appreciate that. Yes. Oh my gosh. So what has been, um, just from like a personal standpoint, like what is the most fun part of this whole process for you? So I really love the strategy piece of it. When we have a new client come on board and I had an onboarding session yesterday, just hearing, and it was interesting because it was someone I've been friends with for a while. So I know her business from the outside. Okay. And there were times where I wasn't totally sure though, like what she did and like what her sweet spot was. But as we talked through our onboarding strategy call, it clicked for me. And the moment it's just recognizing what is so special about each of our clients and having the privilege of sharing that with others. Because now I know, oh, there's so many businesses that need what she offers and it helps. And she even said, she's like, you're actually helping me translate my genius and what I do into words that other people will quickly grasp. So I'm a nerd on like the strategy and it's almost like a puzzle, you know, figuring out what they're good at and how can we package that to get in front of their ideal audience, but in a really, in a way that serves them and the host. So it's the puzzle. I love it. I love it. And that's like, I'm, you're speaking my language here, Angie. This is why we get along so well. Uh (laughs) And the admin piece of it, I hate it. Like the scheduling. And that's why that was the first I mean, hire, she's a contractor, but my executive assistant is incredible. And I, she did go on vacation last week and I was able to manage (laughs) the pieces (laughs) of the business that she normally does. But I think that's important too, as a business owner, really recognizing where that is an area that I have the potential to drop the ball in. And so I'm going to plug someone in who is much better. And she'll admittedly say, Angie, I'm scheduling and they have all these strategy questions that I do not know how to answer them. And so we have a really great, you know, yin to my yang and all of that stuff. Oh, I love it so much. No, I love the strategy behind it. And if you're listening to this and you have no idea what we're talking about when it comes to strategy, um, can you kind of elaborate on that? Because I know that some people um, are brand new to podcasting and they may even feel overwhelmed with this conversation. So, okay, this is actually, it's a two-part question. So I want to talk about strategy in particular. Maybe uh, if you could give some examples from how you've helped some of your previous clients. And two, For anybody listening, if they have not even launched their podcast, should they consider pitching themselves to other podcasts? Yeah. So the first part of it, the strategy piece is, I mean, we all love the idea probably of being on someone else's show. Like this is great for you and I to connect. We both quite honestly needed it today. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) But at the end of the day, it makes good business sense for me to get in front of an audience of podcasters that are looking to grow their podcast listenership because being on other people's shows is a great way to do that. So first it's getting really clear on if you are going to adopt being on someone else's podcast as a marketing visibility strategy, 
what is your business goal with that? Is it to get clients, like getting really clear on what your goal is and who you are looking to serve so that you're not just pitching every podcast in existence? Because none of us have a ton of extra time, right? To be on shows that might not actually convert for us. So the strategy piece is just making sure that you can get in front of the people that you actually serve and that you can show up in a way that benefits them and the host. So Nikki Rausch is a perfect example of part one and part two. (laughs) Um, So I pitched her to be on your show. So she's a sales expert. She, but she's not just great at sales conversations. It's just sales in general and how to attract people to you and then convert them into dollars is her genius. We've worked together. It's almost been a year and we've committed that we will never break up. (laughs) (laughs) So for her, when I thought about her for your show and she actually came on my show, you wouldn't normally think that a sales expert might be on a show about podcasting. But if you think about it, it's really important to be able to convert your listener and encourage your listener to take the next step with you, right? I mean, unless you're collecting money through sponsors and ad dollars, you're not actually making money by putting the podcast out. So then how do you transition that listener into someone that might have a one-on-one conversation with you or might end up buying what you offer in some online capacity? So it was taking her expertise and really tweaking it to meet the needs of the audience that she's showing up in front of. I love that. I love, I love that strategy and I can see it, it. It showed very well in the conversation that Nikki and I had together because, um, She's really good at what she does, first so of all. And she's just such a, she's a great conversationalist, like just chatting about, she feels very comfortable in what she does. And it's just, it's a lot easier as a podcast host to interview someone who has that confidence that they know their message. Like she knew her goal. She knew exactly what she was doing on the podcast. And it was just, it was so awesome. But uh, for someone listening who doesn't have a podcast, like let's circle back around to that question. Like, should they be thinking about this before they launch or do they need to wait till after they launch? Okay. So this is where Nikki is also a great example because her podcast just launched yesterday as of the date of recording. So for this year almost that we've been working together, she never had a show, but we were actively pitching her on podcasts. So she was able to grow her email list and her membership community before she ever launched. The beauty now is that she has an audience, but she also has a whole community of podcast hosts who would likely be willing to share her and her new podcast with their audience. Yes. The other really cool part about guesting, and I did this, I guested before I launched my podcast, was you can almost pressure test some of your content ideas with other people's audiences and get a good sense of well, what do people want to hear from me? Like right. what what is Crystal asking me on her show that I might be able to turn into a full episode for my audience? So I love the idea and it also gets you more comfortable with right. the medium right. before going into it's a lot to host your own. I mean it was definitely a transition for me to figure out all the pieces. And so I loved that I was at least familiar with being a guest for sure. Yeah. That was one of the things that I would, I was going to note is like, it would definitely, if you're kind of easing into the podcast world and you're like, I'm not quite ready to do a solo show, but an interview show where I'm doing all the interviewing feels like a lot of pressure. I totally agree with Angie that 
starting out as a guest is a great way, especially there's a lot of people that are starting podcasts. And if you are an online entrepreneur, which I know a lot of you are, you probably have a friend in the online world that has a podcast. And Absolutely. if you can contribute something of value to their podcast, and I love the idea of the content, the, mm -hmm. like testing out the content, because that is one of the biggest things for me is a lot of our audience, they feel overwhelmed with thinking, they're going to run out of content or is what they're going to talk about? Like, is anybody actually going to listen? So, um, I, I really, that's a great piece of the puzzle. So in pitching and being on these other podcasts, do you ever really get feedback on how your episodes have done, have how they performed? So I do. And I, I've had times where the hosts will let me know that they've gotten good feedback. The best indicator though, are people that reach out personally, right? So, I mean, I've definitely had discovery calls that have been booked by me being a guest on other people's show. And I have a process in place that says, hey, where did you hear about me from? Right. So I'm able to get feedback there. I've definitely had people share the episode, you know, on Instagram stories or DM me. I love Instagram for that. I feel like, yes. it's, such, <laughs> like a, it's just such a great way to connect one-on-one -on -one with people in a very low pressure right. environment. I definitely get feedback that way. And then we track, I mean, at the end of all of our episodes, I encourage my clients and our students that are in the Go Pitch Yourself program to use the WordPress plugin Pretty Links and just create a trackable URL. Even if people end up not signing up for your email list, you can see how many people came over. And even that gives you a lot of data that you can kind of work with to make decisions moving forward. So podcasting is this really like nebulous place to where we all have our own download numbers, but right. we don't have everyone else's. Right. So, um, anything that you can do to kind of track and get feedback is really helpful. Oh, you're speaking my data language <laughs> and I love I it so much. Oh my gosh. Like I'm just like, our relationship just got so much deeper, like, because that's, oh, it's my love language. Like mm -hmm. that should be one of the love languages is yes. nerding Numbers. out oh, yeah. <laughs> on spreadsheets and data and all the mm -hmm. things. Cause, oh my gosh, like there's just, there's so much valuable information out there within your own data. And like you said, you can't always control, you know, especially if you ask somebody, Hey, how many downloads did you get? Most people aren't going to share that with you, but mm -hmm. I do love the idea of getting feedback. And, um, it was funny because actually on Nikki's episode, she was quoted by a lady that listens to a lot. She created her own quote card on Instagram and like what? tagged me in it. And I was like, oh, how fun is that? Yes. So yes, Instagram is great for all the marketing things. It I really so is. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Well, Nick, I was going to call you Nikki. Now we've I'm been talking about Nikki. So shout out Nikki. <laughs> like this is, you know, it's basically a promo, <laughs> promo for Nikki in here. <laughs> but Angie, I want to dig more into your Go Pitch Yourself program mm -hmm. and what people can expect from your podcast in the intro. I talked a little bit about, you know, what people can expect and the reasons why I like to listen to your podcast, but I want to hear who your podcast is for who your program is for, and if someone is wanting to work with you, like just all the, all the things. All the things. Okay. So if people are listening thinking, I would love to be on podcasts and I have no interest in doing the legwork to make that happen, they can go to my website, angietrueblood.com service slash services. 
and see what the offering is. And there's actually a scheduler. You said before, like we're professional and we make it very easy. I try to eliminate obstacles. So the scheduler is right down there on the bottom of that page and they can schedule a time to chat about us potentially working together. So that's the one-on-one services. Um, the program, Go Pitch Yourself. So we just launched back in January of 2020. That was our founders round. And we had 21 people enroll. And it is a program that goes soup to nuts through the pitching process. But it's not just tactical. There's heavy focus on the strategy and the messaging. And I've had so many people comment that it helped with their podcasts for sure, because a lot of them were not pitching before. So some of the testimonials we have coming out, like a one of the students, her first show just went live yesterday, but they're also seeing the benefit, like we talked about, of that strategy and that messaging really kind of overlapping into other areas of their business. So it's a super cool program. There's content, but there's a lot of Q&A where I can give really specific feedback to people's pitches and to some of the opportunities. So they can check that out at angietrueblood.com slash program, and it will reopen again in April, in mid-April. Um, so keep an eye out for that. There's actually, they can go, I have a download for your audience um, for sure that they can check out. And that's the roadmap for podcast pitching success. And it goes over the six pieces that you really need to think about and also some mistakes that people make. Oh, so I if, love it. <laughs> yeah. So if they want to check that out, that's going to be at angietrueblood.com backslash TPP for the Profit Podcast. Um, so they can download that there. All right. Uh, well, I was going to say all of these links, anything that yeah. Angie has mentioned, these will all be in the show notes. So Perfect. don't, you don't have to worry about rushing back and trying to write anything down. Like we yeah. will have everything in the show notes. <laughs> yes. And the podcast is go pitch yourself so they can pop right over wherever they're listening now and find it. It's really geared towards folks that want to learn more about increasing their visibility. Some of them are already doing that. And so we talk a lot about pitching, but we also bring on experts who are podcast hosts or have a real influence in how to help them capitalize on their visibility opportunities. So it really is helping folks understand the impact of visibility and how to um, make the most of it when they get those opportunities. Oh, that's so awesome. This is so yeah. great. And I have to ask, so because yes. I know a lot of people are listening, they've mm -hmm. either recently launched or they're thinking about launching but your podcast name, how did you come up with your podcast name? Because I love it so much. I was like, this is so genius. So tell me how, how did this go down? So I, I think it's just, I have a bit of a way with words. So when I did the meal planning business, I did have a course and it was called what the fork is for dinner. I, love it. <laughs> I think it's just how, I mean, go pitch yourself is very much, you know, Michelle Mazur, she has the three word rebellion and I wasn't even thinking of it when I created that title, but I think it's very clear on just get out there and do it, you know, and yes, it's catchy, but I also think sometimes we get in our head so much about putting ourselves out there and connecting. And if you just kind of take a step forward without thinking too much of it, then we'll, we'll see a lot more results from that action. I love it so much. Like yeah. I really do. And it's funny because anytime that it's like, it's come across in an email or something, I'm like, wait, did I read that right? Yes. That's what it said. Like, I love this. I love it so much. So awesome. all, all, like you have to go check out 
Angie's podcast and all the things in the links in the show notes. But Angie, are you up for some rapid fire questions? Yes. Okay. These are questions we ask pretty much every guest because some of them are personal and I actually may throw in some extra ones today. Go for so it. I'm just going to throw it all at you. Feeling really like yes, unpredictable like, these bring days. Bring it, bring it at me, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, my first one would be, what advice would you give to a brand new podcaster? For me, I think it is and this is because of my struggles. The interview piece was really hard for me to I always felt like I wanted to pull out the very best from my guest for my audience. And so I would say, one, do a lot of preparation for your interviews. And also, I mean, you don't want to make a habit of it, but don't be afraid to re-record if you feel like you didn't pull out the best. Um, I interviewed Nikki as one of my first guests and I re-recorded it because I felt like I didn't do a good job of pulling out from her what I knew my audience would love to hear. Sounds great. That's really good. Okay. What about who would be, so you do have a podcast. So I'm going to ask you in two different ways, because I know that you've been on many podcasts, who would be your dream podcast guest and who would be your dream podcast to be on? Oh, I love that. So I'm kind of in love with Tarzan K at the moment. I love her. Yeah. She's a copywriter. And in in the spirit of nerdiness and numbers, there was a period of time where she was on a couple of really big shows and her opt-in for each was totally different. And I want to deep dive into why did she do that? And did the quiz convert better, you know, than this other piece of it? So I just have a lot of like copywriting, nerdy opt-in questions for her. My dream to be on someone's show I don't know because I love, you know, a lot of people will say these huge podcasts like Jenna Kutcher and that, those types of shows, and they're amazing. I mean, for sure, they would be a dream. But I also love connecting with people like you and Nikki. And so I don't, can I table that? And think yes, that? <laughs> I guess. Because you answered the other one so well already. Okay, so good. that's okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So my other question is do you consider yourself a perfectionist? No, I do not. Have you ever struggled with perfectionism? For sure. And I think just scaling my business probably over the last six months has really helped me step out of that because I knew that's what was holding me back. I mean, before I brought team members on, I had this idea in my head that only I could write the pitch in the way that would be phenomenal. And I've since learned that there are other people out there that can, I just need to take the time to discover them and then help them, you know, train them appropriately. So. Oh, that's so good. Okay. So because you're in the podcasting world, this question is very specific to what you do and just being in the industry. So the question is, what do you want to see for podcasting in the next six months, the next year? Like what is your vision for where podcasting is going? So in general, I'm a pretty big advocate of women and women getting paid really well. And I would love to see more women be open to the idea of sponsorships and ad dollars and feel really confident in going out there and grabbing that type of money associated with their podcast because a lot of men are doing it. So 
and I know there's, I mean, that could be a totally different episode. Right? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, you opened up Pandora's box. I'm like, oh, we got to dig more into that one for sh- everyone's ears. Just like, up, like, what does Angie know that we don't know? Like, we need to talk about this, but yeah, well, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So I just, I think there's a lot of ad money out there. When I went to podcast movement, um, last year, I was in a session where, and I don't know the terminology, but it was almost like the go-between between an ad agency and the actual podcast host. And they were they were craving like female hosted shows right. because they wanted to put ads on their shows. And so I've seen it go both ways to where some women are just resistant because they really want to keep the content authentic for their audience. And I respect that. But there are times where I'm like, wait, are we being too short-sighted and not like, are we just assuming our listeners would leave if we put some right. very well-placed, well-scripted ads? I mean, I listen to shows all the time that have ads. Right. I'm not going to stop listening to them. Right. Oh, that's so good. Okay. So Angie and I will be back <laughs> with another episode where yeah, we're going to talk yeah, about, yeah, yes. like 100%, because this is something that we need to talk about. And I'm so glad you brought it up because I think that a lot of people are either terrified of Try like sharing their numbers with somebody and thinking these just aren't good enough. And guys, I'm going to be the first to tell you that I've been turned down many times by saying, well, your show just doesn't have enough ad doll, you know, enough downloads for ad dollars, but that doesn't stop me. Like I keep going. And for me, I'm looking for organizations and companies where our missions are aligned or we feel really good about what's going on or, you know, how we can partner together. So I love this conversation. We will 100% have to talk about this more because yes, please. (laughs) It just excited me. Like I perked up. I'm like, wait, we need to talk about this more. So yeah, Angie, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Where can everybody connect with you online? Is there any other social media links that we need to know about? Yeah. I mean, I would say listen to the podcast and then I am most active personally on Instagram. So they can find me over there at Angie underscore true blood. And, um, yeah, I would love to get feedback on this episode. So if people love it, shoot it to us, tag both of us in it and, um, we'll reshare it for sure. This was awesome. Crystal. Thank you. This was so much fun. And Angie will be back. We will be doing more of this because we don't know how long we're going to be having our work from home situations. And it's funny because we already work from home. It's our other people in the world are trying to adjust to this. And we're like, hey, we're fine. As long as we just entertain the kids for a little bit, then we're good. Yes. I do need to start journaling for sure. Because I heard my husband this morning tell the kids to go for a bike ride. And he was like, just don't get near any other humans. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and it's just, it's a very weird time. Okay. So before we yes. end this conversation, I want to have one more little <laughs> rapid fire question. And that would okay. be if you had one word to describe either how you're feeling, how you feel about anything right now that is going on in the world, yeah. what would be your one word? So you'd have to hyphenate to make it be one word. <laughs> But um, go with the flow. I mean, I like it. Yeah, Monday and Tuesday was the first day that the kiddos were home and my husband was still at work. And, you know, there were times that I feel, I feel like as moms, a lot of us are putting pressure to recreate this homeschooling environment today. The truth is, I think we'll have plenty of time to do that. Right. 
And so I'm just trying to find a rhythm. Actually, maybe rhythm is the best word. I'm just trying to feel out what our new rhythm is going to be, respect that, and not have too many hardcore expectations. I love it. Oh my gosh. So I hope that anybody listening, y'all can really just draw upon that because I think that that is a perfect way to end this episode is just finding your new rhythm and just going with the flow, like Angie said, Mm -hmm. and we'll find our new normal. And I hope that this podcast can contribute to that because Angie and I want to keep doing this podcasting because this is what gives us life, guys. For sure. For (laughs) sure. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you, Crystal. Y'all, so what did you think? Did you love that conversation with Angie as much as I did? Because we had so much fun. Like we even said, like we're trying to navigate our new normal and figuring out like what's going on with the social distancing and everything. But a lot hasn't really changed for those of us who were already working from home previously. And I think that if you've, like if you're just now getting into the podcast scene, I believe that spending some time exploring guesting on other podcasts, like now is as good a time as ever because you can do a lot of the tips and strategies that Angie mentioned. And I'm telling you guys, she is a pro at this. She did such a great job. I know we talked about this in the interview, but I'm still so blown away with her approach and how professional she was and just everything about it. Like the entire experience was amazing and I cannot wait. We've already talked about it. We're like, okay, we have to do more podcast interviews about like we just have other things behind the scenes that we're really excited to explore together. But that does it for today's episode. So make sure you go check out the show notes and all the links that Angie and I mentioned at crystalprofit.com slash episode 141. And if you haven't subscribed to the show, make sure that you do that, please, because I don't want you missing out on all the content we're putting out every single week. And you guys, all of this is free. This is free. You don't have to pay anything to listen to this podcast. But I would be so appreciative if you would subscribe and leave us a rating and a review. That way we can get this podcast out in front of more people. And that's what the algorithms like. Like, let's just be real. Let's be honest. They like the subscriptions. They like the the ratings and the reviews. And that's what helps push this podcast out in front of more people so we can help them start, launch, and market their podcast. But that's all I have for you today. So make sure you check out the show notes, keep your family and yourself safe and happy. And I hope that you're practicing safe social distancing and I can't wait to talk to you again soon. So remember, keep it up. We all have to start somewhere.